Hello and welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. <sighs> my name, my name is Jason Newland. Please, please only, only listen, listen when you can, when you can safely safely close your eyes my website is jasonnewland.com and that's it what is it um yeah so i hope you're okay Today is Wednesday, the 28th of Jan... December. Blimey, I'm ahead of myself there, January. I'll tell you why that is. I'll tell you why that is. It's because I've been uploading videos on YouTube. And I've been scheduling, scheduling them for January. I'm up to January 22nd or something. So yeah, I'm in the wrong month for the moment, in me head, uh, in me head, the wrong month. So yeah, it's December the 28th, and yeah, there you go, there you go, 28th December. And... Uh, Sorry about that. Wow. Isn't that weird? No, I'm just looking, just looking at something. 2015. So, yeah, it's it's been a bit rainy today. A bit rainy. Bit, bit rainy. Bit wet. I think I must have cleaned my glasses from the rain about four times today so far. An old. Old um, Nobby over there. He's really good at night. He sleeps. I didn't say his name in case he looks up. Normally he doesn't uh, just sleep and relax when I make a podcast. This is the first time ever. Maybe he's starting to learn that if he hassles me, he gets put into the bedroom for an hour. Here I can see his ears pricking up, listening. I do wonder how much he actually understands. So he he's been sleeping all the way through. So I go to bed fairly early, ten, eleven, something like that, and he wakes me up about six thirty. Jumps up on the bed, starts walking all over me and licking my face and he wake, gives me kisses and he wakes me up 
I take that as he probably needs to go to the toilet. So what I do, well, what I did this morning and what I've been doing the last, yeah, the last few days or weeks even, is I just go to the toilet. Because I figure, you know, even when they say, like, if you're in a, on a plane and the oxygen masks come down and you put your own on first before you put the ones on for your children, you know, because you need to... I use the same logic for going to the toilet. I go to the toilet first, and then I can take him, otherwise I'm, like, wanting to go myself. And unlike him, I can't get away with having a dump on the neighbour's lawn. So... But yeah, he, um... I found out the hard way on that one. So... I remember my neighbour actually, he did he did one, I think the other day, and my neighbour looked out of the garden, looked out the window into the garden, the front garden, and I shouted, sorry, I'm clearing up, and he, he, he opened the window and shouted out at me, he said, it's alright, I'm just glad it's a dog this, this time, like, God, just move on, move on. So I take him out, I go do a quick wee-wee, put my coat on, put my hat on. The hat's a lifesaver at the moment because my hair is a complete mess. It's getting curly, really curly and getting long, much longer than I normally have it. So it's, it really, really is awful it's awful at the moment but it's okay um it's it's kind of i've got a weird hair now that i can't really let it grow long because i'm receding at the front and i've got a bald patch at the back like at the top back part and bald patches tend to really show more when you've got longer hair is something about it and I'm thinking well there's nothing wrong with having a bald patch I mean I've done quite well you know I'm 79 nearly and I've done quite well with my hair it's really annoying my dad he's got a full head of hair. it's not annoying for him I'm pleased for him but full head of hair and he's nearly 80 full head of hair and my hair's thicker than his, to be fair. But he hasn't got any ball patches. He's not even really receding at the front. He's just normal. I think he's kind of had the same level of recid, re-recidiation, or whatever it's called, since he was young. It's just, he's got really nice, really nice hair. He's got very different hair to me. Because I'm curly. I'm put it this way if I shaved my hair off okay if we got a time machine and went back to the 70s and 
you walked into the bathroom after I shaved my head. But you didn't know that I'd shaved my head. It's so curly that you wouldn't 100% to know if it was head hair. It's that curly. It's and it's a, it's a different kind of. I don't. I've never had fine hair. I don't mean like, hey, that's fine. I mean, I've always, yeah, curly hair. Once it gets past a certain level, there's a level where it's not curly, and then it is curly, and it starts to curl. And basically, do you know the, is it Jesuit Jews that have the curls at the side? My hair naturally does that. It kind of curls like that on its own. If I let it grow long, seriously, it's, I don't need no rollers. When I had long hair back in 2000, no, 1994, I used to wake up, my hair was down to the back of my, not the middle of my back. Now, I'm only three foot two, so it's not, it's not a lot, it's long for me, but, you know, for anyone else, it's probably two or three inches. So, I'm talking about my hair, by the way. And I used to wake up and my hair would be sticking up and it was... unmanageable un unmanageable honestly I think I think that maybe although it's such a long time isn't it I mean it's what 28 years ago blimey 28 you know what stirs me on sometimes to just do stuff Remembering stuff that happened decades ago. And then thinking, what have I actually done in that time? Decades ago. I remember 1994 waking up with my hair. I mean, I woke up with my hair most days. It was there. But on this particular occasion, it was in the summer, probably August, maybe July time. And I looked in the mirror and my hair was just all over the place. It was sticking up. It was, I was standing there and I was scraping along the ceiling. My hair was. Bearing in mind the ceiling was, you know, twice as tall as I was. And I was only, you know, two and a half foot tall. So it's just like, really, what what are those, is it trolls, the, the dolls with the high hair? Or Marge Simpson, that kind of thing. But Marge Simpson's hair is actually proper, it's, it's tidy, isn't it? Mine was just, ridiculous I couldn't get the brush for it 
I mean, I know I couldn't get a comb through it, but I could not even get a brush through it. The brush just, it was tangled. And I brush my hair regularly. You can't not. When you've got long hair, you have to keep brushing it. Otherwise, it gets to the point where you can't do anything with it. You know, once you get knots in it, it gets tangled up. And, you know, chewing gum gets in there. Uh, you get all kinds of weird stuff. I mean... I remember I found a squirrel who was playing hide-and-seek. There was two of them actually in my hair playing hide-and-seek and they could hide from each other. It was that. It's like oh, Tarzan built a little <laughs> cabin. Why I'm saying this is just not true, is it? But it was messy. But it was also... It's like a Brillo pad. It was. It wasn't even... You know, the only way I could have my hair flat on my head was by putting it into a ponytail. And I used to have to use an iron bar to keep my hair... To... <laughs> Again, it's not true. But the only way I could stop my hair from just sticking up all over the place would be... Well, wet it. When it was wet, it did just go down. You can't walk around all day with wet hair. And the other way would be... I mean, sometimes I could get it down. You know, sometimes I could get it, but it was so curly. So proper curly. And it would be again. I know that if I let it grow... If I... And I'm thinking about doing it just, just to annoy people... I have to look at it because I don't have to look at my hair it doesn't affect me but I'm wondering maybe let it grow long just for a year just for 2002 three, just to see what it's like and you know what if I can grow it long enough and have it in a ponytail okay you see the receding hair at the front, but I can cover the ball patch. Ooh, see? Logic. Hmm, not sure. Ooh, I think one thing I'm a little bit concerned about is because my hair is relatively grey free. I'm quite lucky in that way. Not that there's anything wrong with having grey hair, it's normal. My dad had, he was grey by the time he was my age. But then he had me as a son, so <laughs> probably didn't help. I, and he's got white hair now, which is, is like snow. It's lovely. He's got lovely hair. I know I'm going on about my dad's hair, but he's got really, really good hair. Like really fine hair it's like snow and it's when he grew his beard a couple of years ago he had a he, he grew his beard for a whole year and he's normally clean shaven he used to have a beard when he was younger when I was about seven and then that was it and he had a moustache for quite a few years as well but he's been clean shaven for decades and decades 
probably since the 90s he's been clean shaven well he grew this beard and he looked brilliant I just think that he, he shaved it off it was a, he just did it as a I don't know if it was a dare or an experiment or uh, maybe it's because he wasn't allowed to go out for a year <laughs> you know he just thought well never mind no one's going to see me anyway but I, I saw a picture of him because I wasn't allowed to visit him at that time because of the situation we couldn't all go out at that time and he I think he looked so good he looked like Father Christmas or Santa Claus we call him Father Christmas in this country but Santa Claus he looked like Santa he did it's just honestly brilliant absolutely but he shaved it off I don't know why because the weird thing about it once you're 80 he's not 80 yet and I think some people if they're 78 they don't like being called 80 and perhaps I wouldn't either I don't know but you know he's at the time when he had the beard he was probably 76 so it was a couple of years ago maybe he felt that the beard made him look older does it matter when you're that age but maybe it does I mean who am I to say I mean I don't think I look my age but then sometimes I look at myself and I think hmm maybe not in the mirror but I've had a couple of photographs taken of me uh, there was a re the most recent photograph was at the hospital when I was just about to have my back uh, x-rayed or MRI'd or what they called it MRI you know x-rayed anyway and CAT scanned that's it not MRI it's CAT scan isn't it? it's C yeah that thing and I was in the robe and I got another patient to just take a picture of me and I did a couple of little poses so I thought it was funny and I used it as a picture on one of my podcasts and then just seeing me and my I don't know I think probably from okay, I'm a little bit overweight Bit, 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 bit overweight. A little bit. I don't think I look big in that picture, really. But then, I think to really get an idea of how big I look, you need to perhaps put an elephant next to me. Then you realise, oh, okay, he's quite big. Uh, but I don't know. And I look at my face and I think, oh, I definitely don't look twenty anymore. I don't look 30 either. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not. I think it's... Uh, maybe a lot of people have this as well. Is... I don't feel old. I really don't. I mean, sometimes I do. You know, sometimes. Especially with my back. 
you know, just generally, not not when it's fractured like it is now, but just generally when my back's a bit a bit off sometimes, and it's like, oh, but don't don't really. So I don't I try you know I don't try not to take life too seriously. And I guess it's easier for me not having you know I don't have the responsibilities that a lot of other people have. I don't have children, I don't have grandchildren, I don't have a wife, um I don't really have any close family as such, you know, people that I'm in their lives, I'm not a carer for any of my family. And I mean I've got I've got my little my little uh, foxy friend over there. So he's now in my life, so that's definitely a responsibility. And he's taken up he's a bit of a distraction, I'll be honest. I'm not sure if I'm enjoying the distraction, but I'm not hating it. I enjoy it sometimes. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out how I feel because he's growing on me. And I think I'm growing on him as well. Um... But not everything that grows on you is a good thing, is it? <laughs> you know? So, um... I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the only real downside of having him, apart from the barking, when he when he starts, he can't seem to stop. But he's he's getting better. I do, do think he's getting better with that. And I think probably 50% of the time that he barks is because he's excited about something. Like someone's at the door. I can't stop him barking when someone comes to the door. He's going to bark. That's as simple as that. Because this is his home. And he's naturally guarding his, his... This is his territory, isn't it? But he's also excited because he knows quite often who's the other side of the door because you know usually well often it's his friend the dog downstairs so he's excited to see him he loves that dog absolutely adores him i think he'd be happy if he was with him all the time really i think he'd be happier but together the, the other dog would he's too old He's an old dog now. He's 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 old. He's a pensioner now, and he can tolerate being jumped on and you know by a little puppy. But and he he's he's good and he runs around for a few minutes in the garden. That's all he can do. This one can just go on for hours. And there comes a time I think when. The other dog just like no, they he snaps at him sometimes like you know, like stop, which I think is good in the sense of maybe this one will learn, learn something from him, because what what better way to learn than from another dog, you know really. 
but I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, the getting up first thing in the morning, going for multiple walks. I mean, it's it's a healthy thing. You know, I'm, I'm getting more exercise now than I've had for years. It's not strenuous exercise. And it's regular. And I think it's helping my back. In some ways. But, you know, I'm not sure. My back's a bit weird at the moment. It, you know, I go... I seem to... Right from the start when I fractured it, I seemed to be better off standing than sitting. For some reason, I could stand better than I could sit. And maybe because when you sit, I'm pressing, yeah, something's being pressed onto the back, maybe. Yeah, it could, yeah, makes sense. Especially with, if I'm laying down as well. I can lay down, but I have to really maneuver myself to get into a comfortable position either I start off laying on my right side and then after a certain time I move onto my left side but I have to do it very slowly and depending on whether he's on the bed with me I also have to be careful there as well make sure I don't kick him off the bed So it's it's yeah, it's just being careful at the moment. Uh, putting my shoes on is still a bit of a chore. It's a little bit yeah, it's a little bit painful to do that. Generally, I mean, I'm walking up and down the stairs. I'm holding on. Although earlier on, I forgot to hold the banister, you know, the to the side of the stairs just completely forgot and I was walking down and it's like I really need to learn what is it what's it going to take for me to actually learn that I, I, I have to hold on to the banister because there may be something on those steps that will cause me to slip up and oh man I couldn't I could not take that right now. I couldn't take the pain that would that would cause me with an already fractured back to be falling down on it. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, if it's bad now, I'm talking about it. I would never stop talking about it if it happened again, would I? I'd still be talking about it in 30 years. Blimey. So yeah, I need to be careful need to I've got routines I have to remember my routines remember what I need to do you know I'd you know I don't ever leave the house well, you, I can't leave without putting my shoes on even if it's just in the garden because even though it's probably, I may, I may have even slipped with the shoes on. I don't know. But 
you know, and also it wasn't just that, it was I was, I was rushing. I cannot be rushed. I can't. I can't be rushed. I don't. I'm one of those people. I can. I can be honest. I do not work well under pressure. I don't function. It's. It's. I don't think it's a bad thing or a good thing. It's just what is, with me. It's the way it is. I have worked under pressure. But now, I just can't. I never really could, but I forced myself to go through it. And I did work, you know, I had lots of jobs that were quite high pressured. Not high pressured as in intellectually high pressured. But, you know, even working uh, in a canteen, serving hundreds of people, there's a lot of pressure involved in serving everybody. Making sure the eggs are cooked and... You know, even if it's just serving teas to hundreds of people, it's still pressure, and I'm, I don't work well under that. And I never worked well under. I did it, but it didn't, it didn't suit me. I get very ratty and very. I guess when I was younger, short-tempered, but not not so much at other people, but just inside, internally. And, you know, if someone asks me a question, I need time to think about the question. Don't, don't expect an immediate answer unless, you know, you, unless it's kind of a, a back and throw of rudeness, then yeah, I can answer very quick in those situations. I have a very fast mind in those situations. You know, if someone's... Um, or if I'm in a situation in the past where some, someone's being picked on verbally, you know, someone's like... I would come back and... pick on that... not pick on them, but make that other person look silly. Now, I've not had to do that for a long time. And when it does happen now, I just keep it inside my head. I don't say it out loud. Before I used to say it out loud, I didn't care. But I was, I was a defender. I was the people's champion, and I wasn't. But I don't, I don't like people being picked on, even if you know, even if a verbal, especially if the person's not coming back and they're just sitting there and taking it. It's like, nah, no, 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 no. I remember I was in this sales job. It was selling mobile phone contracts in Harold Wood, Romford, back in, blimey, nine, no, 2001. Yeah, 2001, probably about April, May. And there was this girl there, I think she was autistic, just based on what I know about autism now and how she was acting. Now, I didn't know about autism at the time. I knew a little bit. But my opinion was, okay, she was... Her communication skills... It wasn't so much that she was shy because... 
she said stuff that kind of came across as not being shy and she was quite blunt and to the point and she would sit in the coffee area you know have it where we had our breaks and that and this this bloke was basically there's one thing making fun of someone behind their back I know it's not nice but people do it and it's just it's the culture probably in most jobs someone will laugh at somebody else I've done it and I've had it done to me it's just you know, human nature it's, it doesn't have to be horrible it might just be it might be funny you know it might just be uh, talking about something funny that the person said you know so it doesn't, doesn't necessarily uh, a negative thing but this bloke was really being rude to her so I stood up for her and she didn't appreciate it at all but she's like and I started having it just like I don't know I wasn't aggressive but I really ripped into him and to make him look stupid because he was talking down to her and almost talking about her in front of her as if she wasn't there as if she was uh, it was treating her I don't know it was disrespectful and regardless of what condition she might have had she's a human being and deserves respect you know generally she hadn't done anything bad she'd been a little bit She, I guess she wasn't saying the right things for him and she didn't have a sense of humour or she didn't seem to have a sense of humour she was very she didn't laugh at anything and that annoyed him and it surprised me because you know I said a few things previous to that and she didn't laugh and I thought okay that's when I realised you know if someone doesn't laugh at my jokes I know there's something wrong with them no to be fair she's autistic doesn't mean there's something wrong with her I don't mean it that way I've got um, I actually studied autism back in 2003 especially Asperger's or Asperger's um, I bought quite a few books what was it the name is it Tony Atwood who was the specialist on that stuff uh, yeah, so I was, yeah, I got really into that for a while. I had loads of books on uh, on that. Because there was a time, because I, I was going through, cause I was, when I was going through the anxiety and stress and panic attacks and all that stuff, I started trying to figure out what's going on with me, you know? And this was 2003 was the, the period. And I was like, "What? Something's going on. This is happening. Why is it happening? This is just weird." And I couldn't figure it out because, yeah, I didn't feel depressed. I didn't feel. I did in the end, but at the time, I didn't feel that way. I felt fine. I was 
full of energy and then suddenly bang so I was you know trying to figure it out and then I came over this I don't know it might have been online or something maybe it was a TV program even I was researching online to try and think you know what I always say I did a a psychological test online and it said and then the causes some um, conditions that might involve like panicky stuff you know anxiety and stuff and Asperger's came up and I thought oh okay and I started studying it so I bought loads of books. Every book I could get on Amazon, I bought and read. And it's like anything. It's, a lot of them just repeat themselves over and over, you know. But then at the same time, sometimes one person will repeat what another person's already written down. But they'll, they'll express it and explain it in a way that's more palatable to my, my little brain. So I was able to maybe understand a bit more coherently. So I looked into that and I did some Asperger's tests. I did loads of them online over a period of years. And I always came up really, really high on it. And there's this whole thing that if you've got I know now I think Asperger's not even a thing anymore it's I think it's aren't you supposed to say the autism spectrum which to me is very vague isn't it because I've met people with autism like severe 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 autism uh, people blind they can't pretty much do anything some maybe have to be fed and you know to be on that spectrum I think it's it's almost disrespectful for to compare anyone really in it like to compare one person with another other person it's like saying that bipolar is on the spectrum the same spectrum as schizophrenia because it's a mental health issue, mental illness, or whatever. So I was like, well, it is on that spectrum, I guess, but it's a very different thing. It's, a, you know, it's. I'm not sure how helpful it is to, to sort of. I'm gonna check that is Asperger's. It's Asperger's syndrome. Asperger's syndrome, a form of autism spectrum disorder yeah so autism spectrum disorder it's a developmental disorder young people with Asperger's syndrome have a difficulty time relating to others socially and their behavior and thinking patterns can be rigid and repetitive I've never ever really related to others socially but there's this whole thing about, well, people with Asperger's can't be self-aware. And 
that that's from the books I read like Asperger's okay and so if I write that down and self-awareness okay I think it's just um, understand yourself um, are people with Asperger's self-conscious actually patients with mild ADHD severity who visit a psychiatrist often conscious of how others view them they tend to misread situations often conscious well for me self-awareness is known how I feel self-aware to be aware of how someone else views me there's no way of me knowing that not really we pretend we know we don't know how another person views us unless they tell us we can perhaps gain an idea from how people treat us or their, their behaviour but in reality for me self-awareness is knowing what I'm doing and why I'm doing it which means I'm not always self-aware I don't think anyone is hmm I think there's this thing uh, I don't know again I'm a little bit out of date with the whole thing I've not read a book on Asperger's for probably 10 years so I'm very out of touch with maybe the the most latest of stuff but I remember there being a very big thing about almost comparing someone with Asperger's with a robot like this super intelligent uh, person with no feelings and it's so ridiculous is the most you know it's some with no feelings would not be able to have an anxiety attack it'd be impossible you have to have feelings and you have to be aware of your feelings to know that it's happening because it's feelings isn't it it's you know it's emotions physical emotional but then when I looked into it um, you know anxiety and all that stuff is very high with Asperger's but I think some people get caught up in the whole um, genius of it because you know probably the most two most famous prominent people with Asperger's I think in the world probably well in the western world at the moment I'm trying to think if there's any others there's two that I can know straight away there's yeah I'll think of the others so the first one Elon Musk and the second one is Greta Gutten Gutten Button Berg Burger. Um, I forget her name, but Greta, the um, young, most famous 
probably one of the most famous people of her age in the world, actually, among them. But yes, Greta Fum Fumbolina. You're showing disrespect by making fun of a surname. I don't know what a surname is. Is it Fumbleberg? Something like that. Because she's she Icelandic, isn't she, I think. But she's got Asperger's and got, has, is, I don't know what the right term is. And uh, Elon Musk as well. So you could say they're both two geniuses. I mean, Elon Musk, 100% genius. And possibly Greta, Greta is a genius as well. I mean, she's, there's something, something special about her. I mean, I can't think anyone would deny that. It's something, she, what she's accomplished. How many people could become that well-known and that, I mean, that, um, she, she'll be remembered in the future, you know, in, in generations time, she'll be remembered as part of this generation that, whatever that generation is, whatever, I don't know what age group that would be, sort of, I don't know, 10 to 20, maybe. Because she's, well, she's about 20 years old now. Susan Boyle. Susan Boyle. I know I'm not laughing at that. I just, it's just that comes at the top. So these are people. See, this surprised me. Anthony Hopkins. Hmm. Dan Aykroyd, Daryl Hannah. See, I wouldn't have thought Daryl Hannah. Not, not for any reason other than I've seen Dan Aykroyd. He did um, Dragnet. Do you remember Dragnet, the movie? And he talked with this clippy, monotone kind of voice the whole time through it, and it was. Um, it was almost like a caricature of Asperger's. Uh, I've met a couple of Asperger people that did talk a bit like talk like this, and now and you know very, uh, very focused with the words rather than putting any kind of feeling into the words. But but then. If you think about it, um, Dan Aykroyd, Daryl Hannah, I mean, they're both Sir Anthony Hopkins. I mean, these are actors. These are people that can show feeling. They can do all these kinds of stuff. So, apparently Andy Warhol. They're not the most famous ones. What about the... The ones that I matched. Who's the most famous with Asperger's? One of the most famous people with Asperger's is Bobby Fischer. Bobby Fischer, the chess grandmaster and world chess champion. Famous people with autism. Han Christian Andersen. 
he's that's a long time ago how would they know how would they know Charles Darwin Tim Burton Susan Boyle Lewis Carroll Albert Einstein and no one would have tested I bet no one tested Albert Einstein for autism this is just a guess isn't it just guesses just guessing why are they guessing Bill Gates well but has he been actually diagnosed Steve Jobs James Joyce Stanley Kubrick Michelangelo Jerry Seinfeld Nikola Tesla Andy Wall it's almost like they just added people on just for the sake of it just like I oh, will just guess this person's a, a genius just just yeah, stick them on the list puts a lot of pressure on people though, doesn't it imagine getting diagnosed with with autism or whatever and you, you it's like oh, okay and you go online to find out about people with autism and the only people that they're talking about are famous hugely successful people because it can go to be fair though they've just spelled acroid a-y-k-r-o-y-d and it's a k. It's not. There's no y in there, is there? There isn't, is there? Oh, he was diagnosed as a child. Wow. Benjamin Fra Benjamin Banneker. She had been diagnosed. Tim Burton. I mean, again, like these hugely successfully creative, it throws a spanner in the idea that that the way people used to think about autistic people being like robots and uncreative and very factual and very when so many people on this list are huge creatives I mean if you think I'm trying to find one now well loads loads of them loads of very Stanley Kubrick Michelangelo with Blimey but then this is uh, the reason they've decided he was because the evidence was the artist's singular interest in his work. A temper that could change at the drop of a hat. Strict routines and very poor social skills. I tick, 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 all of that. I want you to change the word temper to mood <laughs> rather than temper. So... A singular interest in his work. Well, that's normal, isn't it? Is there something that you're you're into that you're 
interested in doing that's important here it's natural to think about it kind of all the time I, I would say you know I wake up in the middle of the night I check my stats I check my stats before I go to bed I check them first thing in the morning I have, I've done that for years that's, that's all I do when I've been working I check the stats during you know, every break I have It's just the way it is, baby. This chair, I need to sort it out. Can Asperger's live normally? Yes, is my answer. What TV characters have Asperger's? Probably the most famous person would be the Big Bang Theory bloke, wouldn't it? Why is Asperger's not called that anymore? Uh, one of the names, the reasons to rename the diagnosis is that it no longer exists as an official diagnosis, according to the American Psychiatric Association. In 2013, it was classified as Autism Spectrum Disorder. And so today, you can't receive a diagnosis of Asperger's Syndrome in the United States. Blimey. I mean, there's... I guess there's reason for that. I don't know. Asperger's in adults typically causes issues of communication, emotion regulation and interpretation, social interaction and behaviour. Um, okay, so I suppose everyone's got a little bit of something, haven't they? What are the characters? I think it's like it's very much like when you've got someone that it's only the real explicit people that get noticed. So let's say Tourette's. Now a lot of people have Tourette's where they might have a tick that isn't even that noticeable. You know, they might have a, a physical tick or a stutter, you know, as, as a tick. And unless you spend a lot of time with them, you wouldn't know it was there. You wouldn't realise it. As opposed to uh, some people, the, like the T, I've got a good friend who's got um, Tourette's. And when you see the documentaries, it always shows people with pretty much the sweary, the sweary uh, Tourette's uncontrollable swearing now I've met lots of people with Tourette's that don't have that type my friend's one of them and he used to I've met some people other people over the years that also didn't have that they had tics but they didn't have the swear they might say some things you know involuntary but they wouldn't it wouldn't be swear words it wouldn't be offensive to anyone 
but that's how the TV's documentaries like to portray people with Tourette's because I guess it makes it more interesting for the viewer to see that but I never understood it I mean I still I don't understand it because I don't have it I haven't experienced it but my friend who I've known for 30 years 32 years he I spent a lot of time with him in the past you know he sort of tried to explain to me what it was like and it was you know it turned him into until he was diagnosed that he thought he 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 thought he was possessed seriously he he really thought that there was something really wrong with him like spiritually kind of almost uh, he really really thought that there was something seriously wrong and he wasn't diagnosed till he was 40 years old 40 he's now getting on to late 70s so can you imagine or was it, is it was he 30 I think he was 40 he might have been 30 but I think he was literally I do think so how old would he have been when I met him? Forty-five? I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was thirty. I think it was forty. Again, it's such a long time. I can't remember, but it's a long time ago. Either way, it's a long time ago. And he discovered it by reading a book that was um, the man who mistook his wife for a hat and he read that book and there was a story that was about someone with Tourette's and he was like wait a minute that's what I got no one ever diagnosed him everyone thought that he was just trouble you know, they would thought that he was um, a problem. You know, he, he was almost self-inflicted, you could say, maybe. You know, like he'd caused himself to be like that. And then he, he got a diagnosis and it didn't help him really. It helped him to at least know that there was a reason for it. But he spent years trying to find a way to to sort it out, you know, to make it better. Tried every single therapy possible, and he's retired now, and he's I think he's much happier than he's been ever. So I'm really pleased for him. I spoke to him today. That's why I'm thinking about him. He's uh, in. Where is he? He's in in Spain or something at the moment. He's just been on a ship, like uh, on a, a cruise. So he's enjoying his retirement. And yeah, I'm so pleased for him. Because I'm, ne you know, I'm. 
never going to know what it's like to really to have gone through that and he's got no fear because of it he's got no fear because basically if you go if everywhere you go in public people are going to be staring at you because you're ticking and you, you can't uncontrollable movements and stuff like that and sometimes speech um not um, swearing, but it was still sometimes a bit of stuff, and you have to you have to become so thick-skinned, and yeah, yeah, no fear, still hasn't, absolutely fearless. Uh, I've met a few fearless people, but he's one of the few. Yeah, not many, but he's one of the few fearless people I've actually met. But really, are fearless. Scared of nothing, no one, and nothing. Um, maybe emotional fears, just as a human being, but it's not, you know. But he just doesn't have any fear at all, because he's 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 had to be like that. I think you know, if as he's getting older, he's getting to enjoy his life. And I hope he's happy. Yeah. That's personal information that I perhaps shouldn't really be sharing, but I'm not saying anything bad about him. I'm just saying I hope he's happy, and that's not a bad thing, is it? And as far as him having Tourette's, I've not mentioned his name, although he has been on TV. He actually wrote a book about it and did a one-man show. So it's not like he's sort of hidden it. But you can't hide it, can you? That's the thing. But, yeah. I mean, the, he had such an impact on my life. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be doing this now. So you can blame him. He came to my, he came to my rescue in 1997. So I only knew him for seven years before that. He came to my rescue. I was in a really not a good space. A lot had happened and he basically came to my rescue and he's helped me quite a few times since then as well. And that was the period that then led me to doing hypnosis, learning hypnosis, the opportunity to train in hypnosis and NLP and yeah even when I finished my counselling course he helped me to get on my feet as a counsellor with a job like self-employed I mean he actually helped me out financially with that so yeah he's he's helped me a lot I can't believe I used to be a counsellor can you believe that like a lifetime ago really and it nearly is I mean well, it's not but it is for a, a nine year old when did I stop counselling 2013 was it 2014 something like that <clears throat> I think it was I think it was 2013 in the summer so it literally is nearly 10 years. It'll be 10 years in 
a few months since I last sat in a room with someone and they were talking to me. That's weird. My chair started making a weird noise. How strange. Unless it was him flapping his ears or his tail. Hmm. So that's it, yeah. It's just it's quite calm session. I know I've talked about a few subjects and stuff, but it's just uh, just what I started thinking about. I don't know why. History's most famous people who've oh yeah, it's the same same list. Broken carrier. Elon. So Elon Musk, I'm surprised he's not at the top of the list because he's arguably among the most famous people in the world right now. Or in the Western world right now. You know, world's richest person, uh, it's not just that, is it? It's because he's so involved. He owns Twitter. He's, he's, you know, all the other different things that he does. He's just really well known, isn't he? He's famous. And so he grew up with Asperger's syndrome or autism spectrum disorder, as it's now called. So yeah, that's that's interesting. Who else did I say? There was another person. Is it um? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. who's a singer? Famous singer. I know who I'm thinking of. It's really weird because it's not coming up. It's a bit like Courtney Love. Yeah. Now, no offence to Courtney Love, but she's hardly in the top list of... You wouldn't put her like famous, famous, would you? Like super famous. Seven famous people. I mean, maybe she's hugely famous in America. I don't know. But... There's a much more famous singer. Woody Allen? No. Okay. Um, female. Female. See, so keeps coming up with that when one of the most famous 
artists in the world who's the one I'm thinking about I can't remember her name it's terrible isn't it um Okay, okay, if we'll go back. So This is not great, great TV right now. Okay. Right, here we go. Right. Oh no, no. Different thing, different thing. It's because I was talking about Tourette's. I was thinking about Billie Eilish. She's got Tourette's. I thought she had autism. I'm not confusing the two at all. Uh, apparently Asperger's now considered offensive. I should use some of what it is true. I was told... Well... People will get offended. People are like some people like just they like they enjoy getting offended. It's like a full time job for some people. I just don't have time. I really thought I thought that Billy Eilish had um, had autism spectrum disorder I did I don't know why but no she hasn't it's got nothing to do with me is it I think it's because a lot of things have been said and it says that she ha yeah, she has got it it says from Elon Musk to Billie Eilish, a genesis who lived with superpowers from autism to ADHD. So, what are they going to say about Billie Eilish? Physical. does say she's got Tourette's. Superpowers, strong verbal skills, tenacity, creativity, empathy, and hyperfocus. So what they say in Elon Musk's superpowers, way above average memory, thinking outside the box, paying attention to detail and other specialist individual skills, including reading, drawing, music and maths. I remember when I saw that, when I was sort of studying uh, Asperger's, you know, when it used to be called that. It's quite weird because I've actually got a book. I've got two books. Or three books on the subject still on my bookcase. One's called... And they're both together. One's called... Um, 
Asperger's syndrome, and that's by Tony Atwood. I just realised on there, and the other one's called autistic spectrum disorders. So, yeah, I guess maybe I was quite up to date. Not up to date, up to date, but. <laughs> Dyspraxia. I think I might have dyspraxia. Dyspraxia. Lack of coordination between mental intentions, ability to get your body to carry out those intentions, can mean high verbal comprehension. Superpowers. Um, what's the thing where you're no good at maths? Well, my dad would call it being thick, but uh, I'm definitely not dyslexic. Um, I don't know. I my brain switches off when it comes to mathematics. Mind you, my brain switches off when someone asks me a question and they expect an answer immediately. Honestly, you could sort of say, now, open this can of Coke. Open it. Come on, open a can of Coke with it. And I wouldn't be able to, like, it's almost like I stopped being able to function under that kind of stress. And it's happened a few times. I remember I tried to call, there was this incident happening outside my house years ago. Years and years and years ago. Not here, but a previous address. And I'm just walking outside and there's this thing going on. So I decided I'd better call the police. Just to be safe. So it looked like it was going to escalate. And I had my phone and I could not press 999. I mean it's the same number three times. Couldn't do it. And it's weird. Couldn't do it because I couldn't. I kept trying. Eventually, I succeeded, but I it took about five five attempts to actually just press nine nine nine. As yeah, so I got huge huge respect for people that can function under pressure huge respect because I don't seem to have that skill set and yeah it's weird <sighs> I just need everything to be slow everything I do is slow it is it's just the way it is everything I do is slow it's not a, I don't think it's necessarily a, a reason to judge myself, it's just how things are. I move slow, I talk slow, and maybe I think slowly as well at times. Although I can move quickly when I need to. You know, it's, it's not like it's not. 
it is available for me. You know, I've got quite quick reflexes when when needed, but not necessarily in a an important situation. So, for example, someone chucked a ball at me, and I just caught it with my left hand. My left hand just went up, and I caught it. Uh, I was in the garage, and the bloke knocked a bottle off off the counter, and I caught it. And he's like, your reflexes are quick. I said, I don't know, it just happens. But there was no pressure on me. It made no difference. If it fell on the floor, he would have just had to clear it up. But so I'm quite good with my re- reflexes. I guess I'm a bit like Spider-Man. Yeah, a bit like Spider-Man, but without the costume, or the superpowers. Just like Spider-Man, but without having anything in common with Spider-Man. Yeah, that makes sense to me. to get this thing edited and uploaded and blah 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 so I'm going to see you again tomorrow 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 and I can't believe that Minnie's been so quiet it might be because we literally just got back from a walk and he was a bit maybe a bit tired after being out maybe he hasn't made a sound the whole time. He just sighed then though when I said his name. Vinny. 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 <coughs> what if we look up if I say his name again? Vinny. Do we look up? Will Vinny look up? Nope. He's asleep. He's ignoring me. You ignoring me, Vinny? As soon as I stand up, he'll be there. He'll be like looking at me. What are we doing? What are you doing? What's going on? We're going for another walk. It's been hours. It's been days since we last went out. No, it hasn't. It has. It's been months. Months. Where have you been for the last ten years? I just went in the bathroom to do a quick wee-wee. I was gone for a minute. It wasn't ten years. I can't tell time. I don't know. It just seems ages and ages. It's very sneaky, though. He took me. I follow him around. You know, when 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 I take him for a walk, I let him lead me where he wants to walk. There was a part of the walk where there was something on the ground on someone's front lawn that he wanted to eat and I stopped him so he walked me around again 
and I didn't really know where I was going. Before I knew it, we were back in the same position of where that thing was. And I'm, I managed to get him away from it. He took me in a completely different direction. And I, I'm, I swear, I'm not even joking. He took me in a route that I didn't know where I was coming out of. I came out of an alleyway that I didn't even know where I was going to be ending up. Because I've not walked around the estate. He seems to know his way around. And I come out and suddenly he's there again, trying to get to that bit of grass. Three times in one walk. And he tried three different routes to get to it. We found it on the first route, but he might have found it earlier in the day. I can't remember. And he tried three different versions, three different routes, three different journeys to get there. Probably hoping that I wouldn't realise where we were. Well, maybe not really thinking that way because I don't think dogs have the ability, but very strange behaviour hmm so I'm a going now I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a going now thanks for listening remember to be kind to yourself be gentle with yourself you deserve to be happy lots of love Bye.